Hey there, welcome to another episode of Cash Clarity. I'm your host, Abby Nerderman, and I am thrilled that you're joining me today. Today, I'm going to give you the lowdown on how to avoid one of the biggest bookkeeping mistakes out there. I chose this topic because taking shortcuts and cutting corners to save time, while tempting, can result in problems in our bookkeeping. When you look at your financials, you want to know you can trust them. You don't want to second guess yourself when making a decision based on your numbers. One of the biggest and most common mistakes I see business owners making when they do the books themselves is not double checking the work, which ultimately leads to unreliable numbers. More often than not, it's a time savings tactic. It's not because they don't want to check that their numbers are right. It's just that business owners are so busy and wear so many hats that they tend to try and save time wherever they can. And in bookkeeping, this results in not double checking the numbers. Entering numbers into your records in and of itself is an easy task, but sometimes it's hard to commit to a frequent routine. Then you usually end up doing a big bookkeeping bulk job, and even the most fastidious bookkeepers can sometimes miss a line item or transpose a number here or there or lose their place and enter something twice by mistake. We're human. We're not perfect and we're not machines. We make errors and they will happen. It's not a matter of if, but when. So how do you catch them and correct them in your bookkeeping? Maybe you'd like to double check your work, but you're not quite sure how to do it or where to start without checking every single number and every single calculation. And it's making you feel uncertain and like there's something missing. And you find that holding you back from making big and bold moves in your business. When it comes to your bookkeeping, you shouldn't have to hope for your best that it was done right. Ultimately, when your bookkeeping is wrong, you'll file your taxes incorrectly, meaning you can miss out on some valuable deductions or credits that could save you tons of money. That's where double-checking your work comes in, and I'm going to tell you exactly how to do it step by step. Like I said earlier, I see this a lot in my profession. I was once asked if I could help find over $10,000 of extra unaccounted for cost, What happened in this case was that bills were being recorded when they were received, but when they paid the bill, instead of marking the bill as paid in the bookkeeping, it was entered again as an expense. So many of their transactions were in effect duplicated. Had they filed their taxes this way, they would have overstated their deductions that they qualify for, and if they were caught by the IRS, that would have resulted in owing back taxes. When you look at your financials produced by your bookkeeping, your balance sheet in particular, it's not uncommon for your recorded bank balance to be different from what your actual bank balance is when you look at your statement or your online portal. There are lots of different reasons why there could be a difference. Some of those being maybe you have some outstanding checks, meaning that You wrote a check for something, you handed it to the vendor, and they have not yet taken it to their bank. It can take, you know, a couple weeks sometimes for people to go and cash their checks. So that might be one reason why you have an outstanding check not showing up in your bank balance. Another really common one is called deposits in transit. So this means that you have 
received some money and you've deposited it, but it might take one to two bank days for it to actually post to the bank. So say you take a deposit to the bank on the very last day of the month, it may not show in your statement and it might come through on the first of the next month. The next one is expenses in process. So you might have some electronic transactions happening, say they're auto pay, and it might take a couple days for it to actually post in the bank. Same kind of thing like as the deposits we just talked about. Another reason why you might have a difference between your bookkeeping and your bank balance is there might have been a returned or bounced check. Maybe somebody paid you and it was a bad check and that bad check has been returned by the bank but you haven't seen it yet because you haven't checked with the bank and you haven't seen what's going on yet. And then the last reason and the big reason why I'm doing this episode right now is sometimes we make errors when we are doing our bookkeeping. What I mean by that is you can have omissions, typos, and duplicates. And specifically when it comes to omissions, you may have some debit card charges that you forgot to enter in your bookkeeping or maybe there's some auto pay things that slipped past that you didn't enter into the bookkeeping And a lot of times, uh, bank fees, merchant service fees, and interest earned all don't get recorded until later when they're seen on the statement from your bank. So how do you double check what's real and find any unintentional errors like the typos and the duplicates? You do this through a process called reconciliation, or you may know it as balancing your checkbook. All this means is that you check your record keeping against what the bank has actually recorded and account for those differences. So reconciliations or balancing is the same no matter what tool you're using. You can use software, you can use a spreadsheet, or you can just use good old-fashioned pencil and paper. I recommend reconciling your accounts monthly or as soon as you receive your bank statement. Waiting results in more items to double check and creates greater risk for you if someone is using your money fraudulently. Now, I've done a couple episodes on on fraud, including credit card fraud and occupational fraud, so I encourage you to go check those out. I'll leave links in the show notes at goldenratiobookkeeping.com forward slash zero two zero. So let's pretend that you are using pencil and paper to reconcile your account. Now, there are five steps that you need to take to reconcile your account. The first one is identifying checks that you've written or other electronic payments that have cleared the bank and then matching each transaction from the bank statement to your record keeping. And then you mark off each one as you go along. So I like to start with the bank statement in front of me and go line by line and go through each of the money out transactions that I see. So I stop, start with the first one, reference the bookkeeping. Is it in the bookkeeping? Is it in the bookkeeping right? Check it off on both the bank statement and on the bookkeeping. And I repeat that process for the second item and third item and so on and so forth using the bank statement as my list to reference. Then once you've uh, cross-referenced your bank statement and your bookkeeping, you're going to go to step two, which is to add up all the amounts on the checks that you've written that haven't cleared the bank yet. So these are all the items that you've recorded in your bookkeeping that the bank hasn't seen yet. And then you add all those up into one amount and then you subtract it 
from the ending balance seen on your bank statement. Then step three is sort of like step one, but instead of going through all of the transactions where money is going out, you're reviewing all of the money that's coming in. So all of your deposits and you match those transactions from the bank statement to your bookkeeping. Same kind of way, starting with item one on the bank statement, cross-referencing the bookkeeping, going to item two on the bank statement, cross-referencing the bookkeeping. And then in step four, we add up the amounts of all the deposits that are still in transit. So anything that you've recorded that hasn't hit the bank yet, you add all those up and then you subtract that from the amount you calculated in step two, your adjusted bank statement ending balance. Then once you have that number, you compare that number with your bookkeeping records. Those numbers should match. You might be wondering, what do I do if they don't match? Well, I've got a bunch of questions to ask yourself and a checklist to go through if they don't match. So if your numbers aren't matching between the number you calculated from your bank statement and your bookkeeping, then the first question I want to ask yourself is, does your beginning balance agree with the previous ending balance from your last reconciliation? So if this is your first time ever doing a bank reconciliation, your beginning balance should have been zero, right? And then as you do reconciliations, your ending balance will become your beginning balance on your next reconciliation. So go back and check to make sure that beginning balance is right. And if it's wrong, then you might want to go back to the previous reconciliation and make sure that one came out right and then come back to the new reconciliation to make sure that beginning balance is correct. Because that beginning balance is going to be the start of your running total of your running balance. The next question I want to ask yourself is, did you make a math mistake when calculating your reconciliation? So going back to the steps I just gave you in steps two and four, you added up amounts of your money going out and then you added up the amount for all of the money coming in. And then you did some addition and subtraction to the ending balance. I'd make sure all those calculations were done correct. If those are right, then the next thing I would ask is, did you forget to record anything shown on the bank statement in your bookkeeping? So go back to your bank statement, look for any items that you didn't check off and make sure that they were entered in the bookkeeping. So you want to be looking out for any unrecorded debit charges. You want to be looking out for any other kind of electronic transactions, uh, such as auto pay items. You want to look for unrecorded bank fees, and you want to look for unrecorded interest earned. If you still can't figure out why your amounts might be different, then ask yourself, do all of your transaction amount agree with the bank statement? So run through your list again and make sure that what's recorded in the bookkeeping is what actually happened with the bank. So you're looking for typos and fixing any of those. Um, you're reviewing anything that might be a duplicate in your bookkeeping and deleting that out. And then the very last question is, did you make a math mistake on your running bookkeeping balance? You know, back in the Stone Ages before I used online banking and wrote checks, 99.9% um, .9 of the time, this is where the problem was. The reason why I don't suggest that you start with this first is because it's the most time intensive and cumbersome to try and figure out. So it, if you can answer the other questions 
first and know that those are right, then you know that you've made a math mistake somewhere. And it's just going back and finding where that math mistake happened. Now, I got a bonus tip for you. If you are going through the process where you've found that your ending balances aren't matching up, then you've had to make some corrections, either some typos or some duplicates, or or maybe you found something that was omitted. I recommend going back to your source documents. What I mean by your source documents are your receipts and your bills that you saved. So verifying that the charges that you made were in fact what happened in real life and having that document to prove that that's what actually happened will help you and save significant time. Now you should be keeping copies of both receipts for purchases and sales that you made and your bank statements for tax purposes anyway. Your itemized receipts prove what you've purchased and it's proof to the IRS of the deductions that you claim and the credits that you claim on your taxes. Where your bank statements, those aren't necessarily proof of purchase. They can't tell you what you bought. The bank statements, what those are showing the IRS is that you are in fact the one who paid for it. So having a receipt and having the bank statement together is total and 100% proof that you have incurred a deduction and that you were the one that paid for it so you fully qualify to claim that on your taxes. So now I want you to go back and look at your bookkeeping and go and reconcile your accounts for last month if you haven't done it already. And then I also want you to schedule some time on your calendar for your next reconciliation when you receive your new bank statement. If you don't reconcile your accounts, you might be leaving mistakes in your bookkeeping without even knowing it, which could mean your numbers are wrong and you don't want to file your taxes wrong. Instead, if you do take time to reconcile your accounts, then your numbers will be reliable and trustworthy and you can have confidence and peace of mind that knowing that it's been done right. Now that we're at the end of the episode, you should know why it's important to double check your bookkeeping how to reconcile an account, and what to do if you find a problem during the reconciliation. I hope you come back for the next episode because I am going to be giving you all my best tips for working from home and how not to fall on your face if your kids are home with you too. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, please subscribe to the show where you listen to podcasts. And if you'd like to be featured in a listener shout out in a future Cash Clarity episode, please leave a review on iTunes. Until next time.